Hello, and welcome to the Art of Purpose podcast. If this is your first time listening in, well, welcome, and thank you so much for joining me. If you are a returning listener, you may know that I have been doing some purposeful pauses, which have been shorter, sharing insights and reminders, which have been really fun for me, as you know, I'm very fond of reminders, because they really are necessary on this journey. I wanted to share with you that lately I have been in the midst of a program I'm offering called the Summer of Purpose, which really isn't only about summer, it's about life. And I have been very blessed to have some lovely inspirational conversations with several awesome women around creating more balance in our lives, using community support and learning from others on how to prioritize ourselves, set intentions, especially focusing in on physical wellness, emotional well-being, spiritual growth, and creative experimentation. I hope that you enjoy these episodes as much as I had in conversing with these wonderful women. They are full of wonderful information and tools to assist us on this journey of life. Be curious. Welcome to the Art of Purpose podcast, a show where we explore the joys and challenges of living a fulfilling life. I'm your host, Gayla. I'm an Alaskan, an artist, and an encourager. I'll be sharing my own personal stories and practical advice, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and support as you practice the art of purpose. I am so excited for you to join me for our third speaker in the speaker series today. We have Jen Merrill with us with Jewel Wellness and Movement here in Anchorage, Alaska, and also go. Uh, she has a business, uh, Everyday Sage, that you can find her on her Instagram, and I'll let her share a little bit more about that later. Um, however, we're here to talk about spirituality and the spiritual wellness Um Part of our whole balance spring in our life here. And first, I guess, tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are and what brought you to what you're doing today. Okay. Thank you for having me, Gayla. Yeah. Um, so my spiritual journey started pretty young with a lot of questions. <laughs> and I grew up in a very small town in Alaska called Hope, which I love so dearly. And we had this one little um, non-denominational log cabin Christian church, and we'd go to church every Sunday, and it was like the pastor from Seward would come down, so church was at three o'clock in the afternoon. And, <laughs> um, and I remember sitting in an environment like that and listening to what was being told and shared, and something inside me kept saying, mm, that doesn't quite feel right. That, oh, I have a question about that. Oh, but I don't feel like it happened that way. And and looking back, I was so young. Um, I didn't really give myself a lot of credit for that, that inner knowing and that kind of self-trust. Yep. Um, to question what it was that I was being brought to learn. And I think that so many of us have similar experiences when we're young, we we receive a blueprint or a certain set of values um, or, or particular religions or philosophies that are passed down um, traditionally um, from our parents or our caregivers in our community. And um, I think we're at a place in time where many of us are really questioning those types of organizations. Um, and, and kind of challenging some of the perspectives. Um, so even like throughout junior high and high school, I was finding places to go where I could learn. And I just became a sponge for everything spiritual that was so fascinating to me because I felt like there was just so much more. Mm-hmm. And um, And my mom was very open about letting me just explore. And so I, and my dad was very opposite. He was Mm. very narrow-minded about a lot of things, but I think when we narrow our minds and we, and we aren't curious about what's possible, then we narrow the opportunity to learn and grow and commingle with Mm -hmm. each other and Mm -hmm. learn from other perspectives and other religions and other, um, you know, other, lenses on life. 
And we've got all of these things happening simultaneously throughout the world. Your lens is going to be different than my lens, but we may have some common through lines. And so researching feverishly for years and years, it was like, okay, what's the next book? What's the next teaching? What's the next thing that I can learn? This is so fascinating to me. Um, what's it all about? Why are we here? Yeah, big question. Whoa, (laughs) big question. It's like nobody really, well, you know, on our level, nobody really knows. We're all just trying to figure this out and define it. So I think that's where organized religion came to be. Okay, let's try to organize this concept of who we are and what we are and why we're here. And, um, And then there's like the great game of telephone, as I call it, where the message gets changed and altered and interpreted in so many different ways. Right. But yeah. that's what's beautiful about it is that it's all up for interpretation. Yeah. So um, that's kind of my, the beginning of my history of that. And then as I started to take mm-hmm. a deep dive, I, I would reach for, okay, what's the next thing? And that was the fun question. All right, cool. This was amazing to learn. And this book was really fascinating to read. All right, what's next? And then I would allow the next thing to come into my orbit. Well, and right there, just a lot that the, the languaging that you're using is um, so appropriate because it is about uh, just the curiosity that you're expressing and that you were able to be able to ride that level of curiosity and exploring for yourself yeah. and, um, and then the allowing and mm-hmm. knowing that that information um, is going to come to you. Mm-hmm. so And the right information for the right person for their own purpose. For their own purpose. Yeah. yeah. Because we're all in different levels here. Yes. Um, intertwining and everybody's connected. Right. So, um, and, and that's really how I started the journey mm-hmm. was this journey of opening, being curious and allowing. And then it became so fun to see what was going to come next around the bend. Um, and, and that led me into my purpose with work too. And um, so I've, I've always worked in the wellness type or hospitality type industry. My degree is in hospitality and restaurant management. But after college or kind of during, I, I stepped into the spa world and fell in love with that. Mm-hmm. Became an esthetician where I was doing hands-on work with people. Lovely, yeah. And then realizing there was something magical happening, some sort of an exchange in that beautiful, quiet space between two people. Right. Where maybe we both walk in not feeling our best. And then at the end of the session, we walk away full the energy that we all have and carry and are part of and contribute to mm-hmm. and how you were able to really tap in and pay attention. Um, you know, it's that piece of, I can just sense that how um, able and tune with yourself that you, be, you were able to be about listening to you and uh, what your inner knowing and voice was saying and not necessarily, and not having to look outside yourself for the answers and looking at other people to direct you. And then so finding and feeling when you're in that state of with another person um, and being able to trust and listen to that energy exchange. And, and, you know, that's just a beautiful, beautiful example of uh, being aware and listening to and feeling what, what is happening right there in front of you. Yeah. And we all have that ability to, to discover what it is that's going on and what's, what's here for us and how we can be of service to others because there's that beautiful exchange when right. we give, we receive too. And that's how we nourish each other. And that's, I mean, I think one of the great keys that we're all here to learn is that it's in the relationships with one another that we're learning and growing spiritually as these beautiful uh, beings and these yeah. bodies. So really in, uh, in the community, really, however mm-hmm. that looks, whether it's one person or multiple people, um, the relationship and relationship with people primarily, there were the largest probably energetic force. However, that really everything is mm. made up of energy, right? Mm-hmm. So we really have a relationship with everything that around us. Yeah. And that we come in contact with or and the beings that we come in contact with daily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the, the, I suppose, um, maybe we could call it a hiccup in spirituality is 
or becoming spiritual, so to yeah. speak, mm-hmm. is that I can, I've seen so many people try to retract from humanity because there's a lot of levels of energy going on. You know, there's a, quite a bit of chaos <laughs> in the world. We yeah. know this. Yeah. yeah, There's a lot happening all at the same time. And that can feel really overwhelming, especially if you're cultivating your spiritual tools and tuning your body, you're going to become more sensitive, which tends to make you want to retract from right. all yeah. of that mixed energy. And we've really come out of a couple of years of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. And more sensitive and more tender for it. But I would implore folks to, to step back in carefully because we need the exchange with one another in order to learn and grow. And we also need that nourishment, right? So whatever gift you have that you carry with you, in your own energy for the day, you are designed to go out and give that to everyone around you. And we're all built like this. So if we cultivate a practice daily where we're tuning in, it doesn't, it can be whatever feels like truth for you in your body. Then you have that that beautiful vessel, that full cup, you're tuned in, you're tapped in, you're like, you're online, right? And you have more to give to others. And I get goosebumps when I say that, because that's how the body system is designed, is that when we are in deep appreciation or reverence, or, you know, we're ready to be of service and our cup is full and overflowing, then the energetics of the body start to expand, beyond the physical body and you'll be able to feel it and it will nourish the people around you just by being in each other's presence. And, and so I think that's where we all are able to elevate together. And so it's a, it becomes a personal responsibility every day to tune in with yourself, not only for your own nourishment, um, but that of each other. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's a huge responsibility and yeah and yet it is um is very true because we all do contribute to that energetic process and and so taking that information not as oh my gosh you know a heavy mm-hmm. a heavy information of um because i think i feel like a lot of uh spiritual teaching um can you know it it, it has had a lot of heavy languaging and messaging around it, um, shame and blame. Mm. And so there's that piece of um, how to work through, um, especially if you're part of a more of an organized um, religion, which is well and is, is lovely if that's in, get you nourishing. However, also being aware of really listening to yourself and what your guidance is and not just following someone else. And so it's that checking in with yourself and finding that place of the self-love and self-compassion that we can move from um, so that we can address where am I feeling shame and blame or why does this, you know, this idea of responsibility for my energetic output mm-hmm. seem heavy to me, you know, because um, I've, I've experienced that before of that, that, um, that feeling of um, overwhelmed by that instead of, you know, that's a whole mindset. Mm-hmm of how to shift out of um, releasing the process of um, the old tapes mm-hmm. that carry the shame in the brain right. and being able to tap in and access the deeper self that has, is Christ consciousness, mm-hmm. um, you know, higher self spirit awareness, whatever the words are mm-hmm. that um, work and that are uh, meaningful to you and how to access and that so do you have some um i know that there was some people who have probably very curious about how what does that look like how do how do we access and what are some of the the ways of re- rethinking things or some tips and tricks um i don't even want to call it tricks <laughs> tips. some tips the processes that we can practice so that we can become more aware of who we are truly in a deeper sense and to be able to feel that connection that you're talking about and be able to feel it, you know, feel that grounding with our, with ourselves so that we can feel and begin to understand how that energy exchanges with other people Mm -hmm. and how that works. I think that starts with awareness, becoming aware of especially what's going on in our bodies, right? In our thoughts, our minds race, 
constantly. And, and the mind can only keep you either in the past, remembering and replaying the tape of the shame and blame and the guilt. and the, But those are all lower vibrational energies. There's a beautiful scale you can look up on the internet that's that it shows the emotional scale of what like in, in hertz, in, in energy um, frequencies, what the frequency of guilt is, what the frequency of shame is, um, of apathy, of depression. And, and then you go all the way up the scale to uh, joy, appreciation, compassion, gratitude, like all of those and joy is at the top and love. Those, those are the highest vibrations that we can experience here in this body, in this spectrum of light, which is what we are. Uh, and there's so much to worry about that, the whole dynamic of how we're put together. Um, but those thoughts from the past tend to be repeating and they tend to be negative. Yes. Right. Yep. It's like 99% of the time, it's going to be rehashing something that didn't go right, that you wish you could change, that you, um, whatever it might be. Um or you're, you're resentful, you know, right. you're like pissed off about this thing. But if we hold on to that, then we remain in that lower frequency and we have to take first responsibility for ourselves and what we're thinking and feeling, and then start to build the awareness around it to go, okay, I'm going to choose something better. Mm-hmm. I will choose otherwise because I'm in charge of me and my feelings and my thoughts And so I recognize that now and I'm going to make a change. And all that takes is, is like a little bit of reverence for yourself. I like to do it in the morning. And, and then I, you know, you can play with it all day long. Like, whoa, there comes that thought again, but just the intention intending to pay closer attention to your repeating thoughts, very important. And then making the choice to shift. So the mind will take us either into the past or we'll start worrying about the future. The other one, right? It's yes. like also <laughs> not helpful. Right. Right. Yes. <laughs> because if we're in worry, then we are disconnected in either direction. Right. We are disconnected from that beautiful anchor or tether or whatever it is to higher self um, to God, to whatever word you want to put on it, whatever lexicon works for you. Um, again, one of these things that we're all trying to define and explain right. the una- right. unexplainable, right. then y- what you need to do is take that time in the present moment where the worry and we, we lose faith on both sides, right? Yes. So you come back to center and, and in the heart, the heart space, that's the place where you can remain in the present moment. And incidentally, it is also the largest electromagnetic field in the body. And the heart sends more information to the brain than the brain sends to the heart. Yes. And we're these electromagnetic beings. And so then I get goosebumps again. Yeah. We're talking about the science of spirit. It's all science. It's all spirit. It's all all the same stuff. We're just learning how to like, like prove it, so to speak. And I think there's a lot of us. To rationalize it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So now we know scientifically, we have the data points that show that the heart will know something before the brain does. Yeah. It sends the information to the brain and then the brain goes to work to send the hormones or the whatever to the body, the signals to say, okay, we can move. And um, so it's spending time in the heart in the, in the morning, right? Because it's the mm-hmm. beginning of the day. So right. first thing in the morning, right. you're going to set, set the intention, intention. Um, to intend, right? To mm-hmm. tend to something, to tend to, tend to your heart. Your tender heart. Yes. (laughs) Um, And be with yourself. Because if we're in that in those thought processes, we're also not being present in our own bodies. We're like, we're not here. We're in the past, we're in the future, we're we're all over the place. And so that doesn't allow our energy to concentrate um, with those electromagnetics that also have everything to do with creating our reality. Mm-hmm. So we have the, the choice to do that. We have the, the free will to co-create. And, and so the, the heart is magnetic. The brain is electric. 
And so you marry the thought with the feeling and then hang on to that for a while. Like, okay, I'm going to, instead of choosing fear or anxiety, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to start to feel feelings of appreciation. Okay. Well, what am I really appreciative for? And you can make the list, you know, there's like the gratitude list or whatever. And sometimes it feels a little like, like you're put trying too hard. (laughs) You make a gratitude journal, but it's the feeling that makes the difference. So you find the one thing that you are really grateful for. Yes. Boom. Then, then you get, you can, you can experience that heart opening or that warmth or whatever, everybody, however the description is for you, you can, there is a sensation mm-hmm. in the feeling field yeah. of that heart space. Yeah. yeah. So just, that's a great place to start. Yeah. That can be your practice in the morning. You come into that space where you're feeling present. It doesn't have to be a deep meditation. That's very challenging. One of the right. most challenging things about learning to meditate is to move out of those two places and move back here right. and stay there. But that's why it's a practice. It's right. not about being good at meditating. It's letting go of the <laughs> expectations. And it's about, pra- yeah, just, just be willing to practice and see how it feels along the way. And then, and, and, and it's not a pass fail, mm-hmm. right, wrong. And, uh, you know, cause you're the one that can feel and access that heart space. And, and, and from my own experience of that too, cause I have gotten into some judgments around, Oh, I'm not doing this right. Or it's mm-hmm. not working for me. And it's remembering too, that anytime we access that heart space, that, that is, that is the goal right there. And so it's might be for a few seconds. It may happen again, um, a little bit later, another few seconds. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's just, that is accepting that that is the process. And that is, um, making that movement mm-hmm. a little bit at a time. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be this, okay, I'm going to sit in meditation for five minutes or 10 minutes or half hour, or an hour and be in that space that mm-hmm. whole time. You know, it's mm-hmm. um, yeah. however much we can access it with that. In- and it's that intention mm-hmm. of yeah. connecting with ourself one conscious breath at a time, as I yeah. Eckhart totally like it says, yeah. reminds, and I have that pop into my just one conscious breath mm-hmm. at a time. Mm-hmm. access yeah. that heart space and as these like everyday sages because we're also in this space you know living in this time where there's a lot going on and we live in this physical plane right we get up we got to eat food we get we, we go to work we do what, or whatever it is that we're doing throughout our day we're interacting with all these people we're driving in traffic there's you know all this stuff going on and then and we have these moments sometimes of of like amazing transcendent experiences. Mm-hmm. And then and I like to equate it to like, I had a like an internal struggle for a very long time about living in this world and then also feeling deeply spiritual. And I'm how like, to reconcile the two. Right. I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, this is everyday advice. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's where everyday sage came from. It's like, you can be whoever you want to be and also be tuning in to whatever's going right. on inside, right? You don't have to wear a particular hat or look a particular way or or behave a particular way or change your whole lifestyle. It's about you experiencing it in the way that you want to, as you want to. And we can have this, as my dear friend, Nicole Moline, who's a great spiritual teacher, says, it's the both and it's, it is the everyday mundane doing the dishes life and the space that we hold for the magic. And, and I think that's one of the great joys in life. And then I, once I, that finally clicked for me, I was like, Oh, I can be both. It can be both. It can be both. <laughs> and as it should be like a huge weight lifted off my shoulders. Cause we, we, we are all, we are it all. Mm-hmm. We are the, sad feelings and the ecstatic feelings. And because we're not going to have either forever, you know, for mm-hmm. it's not there all the time is, and, and um, it's the paradox mm-hmm. of living and, and that practice of realizing and having it click into place that you can be both and that you are, you are it all. And that you can live this life in this life of form and doing the things that we do um, every day and have that space of connection with yourself. And that's that practice mm-hmm. of how to of connecting with yourself, regardless of what you're doing and paying attention to how you're doing it and how you're mm-hmm. feeling while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, because that that's all that information yeah. that goes on. 
Yeah. yeah. It's exciting. <laughs> it is yeah. exciting. And and I think one of the other things that I recommend that I, yeah. I do recommend to um my clients um when I'm doing one-on-one work with people, I do a lot of one-on-one spiritual and energetic work. I'm a Reiki master and like going beyond my childhood of growing up in kind of a, a non-denominational Christian aspect. That was just kind of the the introduction for me, I guess. Um, then it just like the lid blew off and I started exploring everything. And so I don't really subscribe to anything in particular. Um, so I've learned a lot of different modalities over the years, but one of one of them in this, um, when I'm doing hands-on energy work with people is, um, is afterwards we do a lot of, okay, well, what are the next steps? Now we've had this amazing healing experience together. Right. Um, journaling is very helpful. Getting thought on paper um, in whatever way works for you. If that is, um, is something that you feel drawn to keeping a morning journal during that practice and just writing down maybe how you're feeling or um or your dreams or what you are intending and, and just kind of start that personal dialogue about where you're at and where you want to go next and, and allowing that to start to unfold. Um, and then that's, you, then you can start to look for evidence in your life of those things showing up and that exercises the faith mm. like a muscle. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, that's all part of the practice of like, none of us want to feel lost or alone or confused. And I think that that is, um, that's something that's so prevalent in the world is that we feel disconnected. Like, where do I go next? What do I do? What am I supposed to be doing? Am I on the right track? Um, You know, so the daily practice becomes, um, very important for exercising that faith muscle um, that can take us, it carries us through. And you, and then you always know that you have that tether to fall back on. I'm never alone. Mm-hmm. I always have guidance because guidance always shows up for me. And, um, and so, yeah, that's, that's really, I, I don't want to say that's all you need to do. <laughs> it just gets into the eye <laughs> Um, But start with that practice yeah. with yourself and get to know yourself again. If you feel like you've lost who you are, especially um, when you're feeling what you're talking about, you know, like the loss is disconnected, confused. Um, it all stems in self-doubt mm-hmm. and disconnection, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, of, of, of trusting ourselves. Yes. Um, and so, that just lends itself to that more that that the practice of okay, what do I need to do to connect with myself so that I can ease that those um, th- those uncomfortable thoughts and feelings or emotions um, and that starting and like you were saying all the different modalities that you are that you are that you have your hands in is that is for people to realize that they all have their place and they're all wonderful. And it's for us to explore and experiment and see what works for us and, um, see, you know, be willing to give it a whirl. Right. Mm-hmm. I said, get the word try out of my, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give it a whirl and see what works. And if it's, that's not for you, then do some, be willing to move on to the next thing instead of closing the door. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the same thing with the whole journaling thing. I, over the years, I have had some resistance to that because I have, uh, an old tape about, oh, I'm not good at writing or, and, or um, in the past, all I did was complain. Mm-hmm. And so I had this old tape that, oh, I don't want to sit there and just complain. And so now it's, it's that practice of be, just for me being curious, be willing to be curious of whatever thoughts are in the head and not judging what's coming out onto the paper. Sort of like I in, and encourage people in um, when they're creating art is to quit thinking about it mm-hmm. and, and, and see what plays and, and be curious about the marks and the things that come out. And it's the same thing with the words and the thoughts that come out. Is there just, it's just information. It's not who you are mm-hmm. and, and use that as um, a, a jumping off point of 
introspection and curiosity and finding out what is that? What is that? Where did that train of thought come from? You know, and being able to question that and go, and that's where the jewels come from Mm. for being able, when you're journaling, right. Mm -hmm. To be able to go, Oh, Oh, there's some, some stuff in there. (laughs) I need to learn. Yeah. Yeah. So that, um, yeah. Yeah, It's very helpful. Jump in and, and being willing to, and I, and I can't remember the word that you used earlier. There's that piece of, Caring enough for yourself to be willing to take those little steps mm-hmm. at a time mm-hmm. and to say, you know, I'm tired of suffering and having this repetitive thought going, emotions going, you know, thoughts going on. All right, let's, let's just see what happens if I do X, Y, Z today. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just stop, you know, stop and have that moment of, okay, how can I bring that feeling of uh, grat, you know, that feeling and of opening that heart space and, that piece of gratitude that we were talking about earlier that is um, uh, whatever that real intense thought or I don't know what it's not even thought it's mm-hmm. that intense feeling that you have for for someone else or something you're grat- grateful for that can really open up mm-hmm. um, that space mm-hmm. and just spending that time finding what that is yeah yeah and if the the idea of a daily practice feels daunting because most of our plates are very full break it down to today. Yes. And that's one of our, our key principles in Reiki is it's, it's a statement um, called just for today. Mm. And that takes a lot of pressure off. Like, right. oh, I don't have to change my whole life. I don't have to, from this day forth for every right. day, that's not, yeah. that feels awful. Yeah. <laughs> I have to do yeah. this and yeah. it's all, not have to, it's right. a get to. Right. But just for today. Okay, well, I can handle today. Right. Great. All right. I'll just sit for five minutes in the morning and make my tea. Maybe that means getting up a little bit earlier. I like getting up before everyone else in my household and having that time for myself. Um, and sometimes, I mean, it's always prayer for me of some sort. Prayer is, is an energy and intention. Um, and sometimes it is journaling. Sometimes it's making my to-do list so I can get that out of the way. Um, but always with that sense of appreciation because we can get just so caught up in, you know, whatever I can get, I could spin on in so many different directions about oh, yeah. <laughs> things that aren't going right or whatever, but that uh, it doesn't end up serving me. It's not helpful in the end. So, right, right. um, so I would rather begin my day like that. And then the evidence that comes back to me is that for the rest of the day, things really start to flow a lot easier and all kinds of amazing little things happen. And that's where it gets really fun because like, Oh, okay. Well, this is cool. And isn't it neat how that worked out? And then this synchronistic thing happened right at the moment where like I was in traffic and this person was here or whatever it is. Right. Right. And you start to look for the evidence and, and it's like it, it opens your eyes to a whole new way of living. Yes. And, and it's so fun. <laughs> and that's what I love to teach. I love to teach how we, how we get back to our, our own intuition, trusting mm-hmm. ourselves again, um, into some sort of a practice daily that works for us. And then, uh, and then the, the great experiment. Okay. So I'm like, okay, we'll just, and do it with things that don't matter. Start with something that's not that big of a deal, right? Because we tend to hold on to the things like, I really, 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 really want a partner, mm, right? right? Or I really, really, really want this particular job. Or I really, you know, and we put right. all these parameters and the partner's got to look a certain way and be yes. a certain way. And yep. it's got, we control it. And we you were like to control it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't work so good. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, I mean, I think one of the other things that you had mentioned um, in our questions was like the being and the doing. Yeah. If you can kind of fall back and allow yourself to be and experience your day in the present. And then, and you're taking action steps. So that's the right. do one choice at a time. Yeah. Right. Um, but allowing those blessings to come in for you, perhaps in a different way than you have designed in your mind they will always show up better than you expect. And, and there's a prayer, um, I think it was actually an Abraham Hicks 
transmission from Esther Hicks. Oh, now I'm drawing blank. (laughs) Um, Oh, come back to me. (laughs) It'll come back. Um, But it's about that allowing. Allowing. And and things can happen. uh, If we we step back and let go of this idea of control, that we're controlling something, we can uh, make one decision and one decision, one choice at a time and, and allow being in the flow mm-hmm. of life, allowing things to unfold as they happen, that, that things can happen that are even beyond what we could even imagine mm-hmm. in a, in a beautiful way. Yeah. Um, this or something better. This or something That's better. It, right. And yeah. that can be a prayer. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is what I want. This is what I know so far. And this is, and then you, that's like, that's a fun journal mm-hmm. practice to be like, all right, what's my ideal partner like? Well, right. what kind of a partner do I want to be? Write on it in great detail. Get as detailed as you possibly can. And then open the door for it to come in the way that it's meant to come in for you. Right. This this or something better. So it's letting go. It's uh, the attachment of it having to be exactly as we laid it all out. And then saying, okay, those are, those are some great desires. And yet um, I'm willing now to mm. let it come, let him or her come as um, have them come how as however yes. it's meant to be because it's um being in tune with what your your higher self and your or higher power um knows what's best for you yeah and being able to allow that room yeah. to yeah to our unfold. perspective is pretty <clears throat> yeah narrow as human beings yes just be just in trusting I'm like, there's more going on around us yeah. that can see a higher vista. Yeah. And so that's also part of that exercise in faith, knowing that we're not alone. So if you mm-hmm. happen to, you know, believe in in other entities mm-hmm. or maybe maybe ancestors who remain close to you. And that always makes me feel a little emotional because, because it's like I can feel them around me on some level someone maybe you were close with maybe some maybe it's an ancestor you've never met um maybe it's another energy who is here to help you know we're energy in physical form in these bodies but there's all kinds that are here for our highest good Mm -hmm. and for our protection and so i call on that too um because i don't want to go out into the world every day like (laughs) Like just letting anything happen to me. I intend and I set the tone and the prayer for this or something better. And I always know that I'm guided and protected and everything always works out. Even when it feels like it's not working out. I was going to ask you about that. When it feels like it's not working out or something very challenging, Mm. maybe very difficult happens. Some advice on Mm -hmm. how to to approach that in in a more... In a more open way. Yeah. And and when we want to contract, you know, and it's so it's okay. It's good to have those times where, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna retreat and I'm scared right now. I don't know what's going to happen. It's out of my control. Maybe it's a diagnosis, maybe it's a job loss. Maybe it's, you know, the things, it's the foundation pieces that usually scare us the most, right? right? Um, You come back to that place where you remind yourself, you go to hindsight and hindsight will always tell you, okay, well, what about that time when things were really scary? That worked out. It worked out just fine. Oh, Mm -hmm. in fact, it worked out better than I expected it to. (laughs) Yeah. And, and we'll be given these challenges. That's what this learning experience is all about. Right. And if you go into that, like, if I go back to that, like deeply spiritual person who just retracts from the world, they're not interacting or growing because it, at some level it stunts their growth because the interaction is in this whole play. And, and so we will be faced with challenges. That's part of the story. That, yes. I was going to say that. As much as we think making doing a spiritual practice, oh, then I will become immune to challenges. Totally. That's the mind uh, attachments or irrationality at play there. Um, is that it, and that's that is another big um push and a nudge to do this practices because 
life is going to throw the curveballs and there are going to be the challenges and there are going to be the difficult times. And yet those are the times where we have the most growth. Mm -hmm. And also when we do the practice and we have um, something in place where, you know, then being able to come back into ourselves and feel, you know, get grounded and and come back into a feeling of um, some connection. That is what helps us get through those challenging times Mm -hmm. and those difficult yeah. moments. And, um, yeah. And yeah. And then be able to look back and go, okay. Um, hindsight's always wonderful, isn't it? Where you yeah. go, oh, okay. I see how that worked out. And however, when you're in it, it's, it's so easy to feel like you're getting buried. Yeah. And that's where you can pull on, pull from, um, these practices mm-hmm. that, yeah. you know, the tools that we, that we've been presenting and talking about and mm-hmm. that are out there available um, to research and play with. Yeah. And see if it's working like, for you. Call for help. Call for help. Right. Yeah. And sometimes that's a phone call to somebody, you know, and trust. Sometimes that's a prayer. Sometimes that's a, you know, whatever it is you, you connect and you're like, I need some help. Team. <laughs> Show me where to go next. Tell just, just give me the next step. And that's all we really need is yeah. the next step. Yeah. And so. I've had lots of big challenges in my life, lots of uh, places where I didn't know how it was going to work out. Like, no, of us didn't get to no, know. I don't know. <laughs> no. But it always works. And that's the exercise of the faith muscle. Right. And, and yeah, so call on those things that have worked out before and go, okay, I can trust that. This thing worked out. This is going to work out. And I'm going to do my very best to remain kind and compassionate and, and, you know, out of fear and in love and, yes. um, and encourage, which is all the core. That's the root word for heart, right? Courage, um, core. And, and so it is, it's like all comes back to, Yes. <laughs> um, yes. but we can call on each other too for support to help buoy one another when we're in those places. Right. And, and I the feel answers like, will come. I feel like it's so easy to feel like you're on an island when you're in those difficult places. And those are the times when you, you know, it's you don't you don't want to show any weakness or you don't mm-hmm. want to reach out for um assistance or you know, being vulnerable is a very challenging place for a lot of us. However, it's those those places when we're a lot w- willing to reach out and ask someone for help. We're also helping other people, mm-hmm. allowing giving them the opportunity to assist and help. You know, it's and so it's not um, you're not on an island. We're not mm-hmm. on islands. You know, mm-hmm. and we are um, connected in that when we can't ask for help, it really is helping everybody and not just ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're here, and that's what Everyday Sage is all about. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and the studio too. Jewel. Yeah, tell us, tell us what you offer and what you. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, I've been not only working in the the spa and the wellness industry for the last twenty years, um, but I've been a movement instructor. Um, I used to teach indoor cycling. It was a very intense experience, yeah. but a <laughs> lot of fun. There's an expiration date, I think, for movement like that because it's really it is intense. It's kind of hard on your body if you're doing it a lot. <laughs> um, and um, during COVID, everything obviously was shut down. We were trying to find ways to, you know, stay healthy and keep our bodies moving, which is also a very important component um, for your spiritual connection is that you got to keep this vessel healthy and on so many levels um, with food and, and nutrition and how we feed ourselves information and how we move and how we clear the system and all of it. The balance of it all. Yep. Yeah. It's all part of it. And um, so there was those of us who were, you know, displaced from, um, a place to practice and, and the bike was no longer an option. I had a really severe back and hip injury that was not healing. And every time I would try to get back on the bike, uh, it would come back like, okay, I'm listening to my body. My body says, this is a no. And if it wouldn't have done that for me, I would have kept going. Right. And it was like, no, we need you to go over here. Direction. Yeah, yeah. This is the next step. And um I I started to move differently. And and like I love rhythmic movement mm-hmm. and I love moving to the beat of music because it's very close to the beat of the heart. It's very inspiring. And um 
And I was like, okay, can we do this not on a bike? (laughs) (laughs) And lots of people in the industry were discovering the exact same thing, which I thought was really cool. Oh, okay. And so there were so many, especially cycle instructors, because we were moving, moving, it was like a rhythm-based cycle class um, with really loud music. (laughs) Um, We were all finding a way to do that, like on a practice mat. And so we kind of took like 80s aerobics and revamped it and, and brought in elements from all different types of, you know, exercise from like bar and hit and Pilates and yoga. Um, and, and each of us were kind of picking up the same information. And, and so, um, I modeled this class that we call body sculpt. That was really the catalyst for the studio was I wanted, I've been teaching meditation for a long time, doing energy work for a long time. Um, but the movement component component's so vital too. And, and we had yoga instructors who were displaced and us and, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, am I supposed to open a studio? <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> if this is what I'm supposed to do, I'm going to need lots of help. And it just started pouring in. And there were lots of challenges. There was all kinds of twists and turns, but it was like, again and again and again, something would show up. The next thing would show up. The next thing was like, oh, okay. Um, and so we created this signature class called Body Sculpt. It's 45 minutes of moving rhythmically to music. Nice. And because the largest challenge I found um, with people who are new to meditation, they're like, couldn't possibly sit still. I can't sit still. Of course you can't because your nervous system is totally wired for stimuli all Mm. the time. Right. So you, it's impossible to just go from this chaotic life, this super busy to do life and sit down quietly. Your mind just races and, and then you feel like you're failing and there's all those thoughts that come in, you know, (laughs) yes. Like, okay, well, but how good does it feel? How clear does your mind feel after a really good workout or after a beautiful yoga practice? Oh, it's very different on the other side of that. So I modeled um, kind of moving from those big, like loud or like from the chaos into quiet and from, from movement into stillness Mm. that takes us down, 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 down until we can be still and we can listen. And, and then you also get all that, that frenetic chaotic energy cleared from the body so that you can hear clearly again. And so that was the model for the signature experience. And then, and I wanted Jewel to be, and it's J-O-U-L-E, like the metric of energy. Um, and then our, our logo symbol is actually a gemstone, which came from a prior business that I had nice. um, called Kindred, which was a wellness collective. And, and the facets in a gemstone, it requires every facet in order for that stone to shine. And so I see that as every facet, every person in the community that we're all connected Mm. And, and you also, in order for a gem to shine, you got to cut away all the things that are not it. Right. 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 And, yeah. um, and so I was like, Jewel, oh, cute Jewel. There's a play on that with yeah. the gem. Yeah. And uh, so we created the space, we created those signature offerings. And then I also wanted a space to be able to have the practice room where we could do anything. So teaching meditation, having workshops, having retreats. Um, and we brought in all kinds of other people. Uh, who have beautiful offerings and teachings. And, and so we keep a regular weekly schedule of movement and um, in yoga. Um, but then we do so much more than that. And um, we're, we are as a studio kind of at a crossroads too, not knowing like where to take this next. We've right. got some collaborations with other businesses uh, that are potential, um, but we'll just see. And I'm, deeply listening to where the next right step is going to take us. Nice. So yeah. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's happening. Mm-hmm. So we'll be able to, we'll put um, all your con your, uh, the dual wellness uh, movement info in there. And then also um, your Instagram, your everyday sage. Um, so people can find you that way as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and see what other current offerings that come up along the way. And 
maybe follow your journey and see what, what yeah. excitement you have uh, coming up. Yeah, <laughs> we do have a, yeah. a women's retreat coming oh, up. Okay. Um, the weekend of August 11th through the 13th, it's, it will be held at the Hope Retreat Center in Hope, Alaska. Yeah. Um, we're also offering a day pass. So if you can't make it for all three days, it, it can runs from Friday night to Sunday midday. Um, but if you want a Saturday day pass, that's an option for you too. So you can participate and come down for the day. Oh, nice. um, so you can find that on the Jewel website, okay. jewelwellness.co, C-O, not com. Um, and then, yeah, follow me on Everyday Sage. We also have an Instagram page for Jewel. Uh, Everyday Sage is more about my um, my personal work with others. And, um, in the summertime for me, it's all about gardening. <laughs> There's a lot of metaphors with that, but I just, I love getting my hands in the dirt. Yeah. I love really immersing myself in, in all of this beautiful, um, nature that we get right. to experience here in the summer. And, um, and then we roll into, you know, deeper work in the wintertime. Yeah. Well, nature is a great, um, as we all, not all of us, however, mm-hmm. um, is a great way to connect to um, our higher selves and mm-hmm. our deeper selves um, just because nature has its own built-in stillness mm-hmm. and um, cycles yeah. and being able to tune in and listen and learn a lot from nature. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you well, so yeah. much. Well, thank you. Thank you for being here with us. And I'm really excited that we were able to um, have this lovely conversation and share it. So we will. Uh, hopefully we can continue all of us continue this conversation yeah. as we go <laughs> yeah if you have questions just feel free to reach out you can send me an email you can dm me um at everyday sage i'm so happy to help with anything that you might have so i'm here for you thank you for listening to the art of purpose podcast I hope you found today's episode insightful and inspiring. If you enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to rate and review this show on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps us reach more people and spread the message of personal growth and self-discovery. Also, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And for more daily inspiration, follow me on Instagram. My handle is at Gala Designs. That's G-A-Y-L-A Designs. Or go to galadesigns.com and subscribe to my email list. Thank you for being a part of this community. I look forward to sharing more insights and encouragement with you on the next episode of the Art of Purpose podcast.